million dollar question is how can we truly be happy what is stopping us from really being happy for achieving the sense of peace that we have and that we should have a sense of state of mind where we aren't so bothered by the craziness that are going on in our lives how can we be in a place where we truly feel content and that we no more create any form of suffering or pain into our lives how can we stop bringing those in and how can we look in our lives in a way that there is pure satisfaction and the truth is that that is really really hard i personally don't think i could arrive to that fully although i i try to and i don't want to strive anymore i don't want to just try i i want to want to be empowered i want to be in an elevated place where i have the sense of peace and that i'm not easily swayed when storms come you are listening to elevated you podcast i'm your host jessica gonzalez a 27 year old new york city transplant who's fascinated by all great gifts life has to offer and inspired daily by creativity authenticity acts of kindness and generosity i am a full-time cybersecurity technology entrepreneur and i spend most of my time building great things from the ground up here at elevated you we are sharing powerful real life conversations ideas and journeys of healing, transformation, resilience, self-growth, self-love, mental fortitude, and self-exploration. Get ready to seize your destiny and experience what it truly looks like to live the fullest of life where our actions reflect true confidence, courage, and compassion to face life's challenges beyond borders and beyond fears. Everyone goes through periods when we know we need to change. Studies, however, tell us that simply knowing often isn't enough. Sometimes it takes something else, exposure to the right idea, hearing stories that resonate in our own lives, a certain kind of encouragement. That makes the first step feel within reach. That's an afterword by Charles Doug on his book, The Power of Habit. Hello, Elevated You family. Thank you so much for tuning in. It has been a long time. Here we are. I have been meditating of this, what message I want to share with you. And it is really something that is truly special because this year of 2020, I personally want to dive deeper and live the life of prosperity parody flourishing in all areas of my life and i've been so grateful for it but i want to continue a life that is not filled with a lot of striving and surviving i'm not all for that i am all for a life of thriving i want you to thrive and that's my wish for you and in order for us to live a thriving life we want to do a lot of inner work and so the next episodes is going to be talking a lot with the vision of us building a future-proof life 
a life that's prosperous. And we're when we're talking about prosperity, I'm not just talking about finances, although that is included. I'm talking about all areas of your life where you're thriving, relationships, personal life, your work life, your career, your aspirations and goals and dreams and desires are all thriving and that's what I want for my life and that's what my goal is for you. So when we're talking about great stories of transformation, whether it is habits or transforming one's lifestyle, transforming one's reality from rugs to riches, honestly, it began with a simple yet complicated step of self-acceptance. When we're talking about freedom in all aspects, in all areas of life, it always starts within us and that's with self-acceptance, accepting who we are, all of us, accepting our reality. We often hear self-love and self-care. It is part of our culture now. Everyone's talking about it. When I go get a massage, that's self-care, you know, that I label that as self-care. When I take my alone time, when I travel, go out of the country, when I choose not to hang out with anyone, that's self-care. But one thing is for sure. One, we're very unclear what those two meant. What is self-love? What's self-care? And I will answer these in the next episodes. But the very important, crucial piece of self-care and self-love that we tend to ignore is self-acceptance. That's like the most important, crucial first step. How about you try this? Try opening your eyes more when you walk outside and try to see those who are hurting, possibly. Have you noticed that we live in a world that's filled with so much strife, so much striving, everyone's trying to accomplish something, but to me, my question is, how are we doing on the inside? Are we experiencing a lot of peace in our lives? I think that we live in a world that is so imperfect, yet it is filled with a lot of people who are trying to be perfect. We live in this not good enough, good enough society. Another question is, what is the pressure, right? What's pressuring us to live a life that way? Pressuring us to live such perfect lives when we have weaknesses and we have imperfections and the standards that we set forth for ourselves and the standards that we set forth in our society is making us even more so doubtful of ourselves and that leads to one making it so hard to find true peace and happiness joy it's holding us back to live such thriving lives. So what happens when we are in a place of halfway through self-acceptance? I call this the misery loop. In this misery loop, it is a, an accumulation of the theme that we are going through in our lifetime. It started when we're younger, whether it's in school, at church, at a community, wherever we are, from elementary school, high school, college, the workforce that we're in, we're stuck in this misery loop. It's just the same cycle, the same storyline, just different characters every time. It's all filled with a lot of blaming ourselves, self-doubts, probably lacking self-confidence, a lot of disbelief about ourselves, limiting behaviors that we allow ourselves to be in, and 
a lot of we need to prove we're good enough. So our actions are always inspired and driven by those things. We want to make people happy. Our our actions are based upon how people will receive us. Uh, it's a lot of convincing, wanting to be accepted, wanting to belong. It's also filled with a lot of discontentment, a lot of dissatisfaction, a lot of frustration. That's the misery loop. And the missing piece to that is because we haven't fully accepted ourselves. Our motivations are the things that make us quite happy for a short time are the things that really what is making us miserable and stuck in that misery loop. So if I were to ask you what brings you sadness, I think you will be able to point out the loop that you're stuck in your life and then also the question of where's your happiness dependent on. The core of this podcast really is inspired by Lao Tzu's quote. He says, because one believes in oneself, one doesn't try to convince others. Because one is content with oneself, one doesn't need others' approval. Because one accepts oneself, the whole world accepts him or her. Self-acceptance is difficult for many reasons. One, it could be that no one believed in us in the past. At least that's how others made us feel and that's how we perceived it. Mostly our caretakers or our guardians, our loved ones. We possibly were made fun of. We never felt we belong in a certain group. We didn't have also possibly a solid group to fall back to. Or our groups have always been with people who where authenticity doesn't exist and pretensions ruled. And that's how we sort of adapted. And perhaps we thought that being real is only accepted in closed doors. And being real in a group where we got looked down upon is is something that we probably felt traumatized by so it's difficult to be comfortable with who we are as we are because also of our surroundings the type of world that we live in now our influences and the influencers that roam our society today and also there could possibly be a lot of self-doubts and disbeliefs about ourselves because of the failures because of the a lot of trials that have gone through our ways a lot of hardships and struggles and that proved to be just pure hardships and it's a failed multiple attempt of us trying to strive for something trying to achieve our dreams and goals and visions but there's probably been a lot of failures and rejections that we have now been stuck in this cycle of just really not believing in ourselves and always kind of scared and you know using that as a motivation to to prove ourselves even more so we're the opposite of that is we're very almost competitive within ourselves and we're trying so hard to be the best because of the self-doubts that we have inside us it could also be that our driving force is outside validation we want others to accept us so we do things for them this could possibly may well be it might have started when we were younger you know and we probably are chasing other people's dreams for us 
self-acceptance or accepting our situation and being real with it and being okay with the present moment is difficult because there's an added pressure outside and the pressure is perhaps stronger that we pursue the things that is outside of what we truly want to do. I want to share another quote about self-acceptance just to paint this picture and so you could understand it by Maya Angelou. She says, I don't know if I continue even today always liking myself, but what I learned to do many years ago was to forgive myself. It is very important for every human being to forgive herself or himself because if you live, you will make mistakes. It is inevitable. But once you do and you see the mistake, then you forgive yourself and say, well, if I'd known better, I'd have done better. That's all. So you say to people who you think you may have injured, I'm sorry. And then you say to yourself, I'm sorry. If we all hold on to the mistake, we can't see our own glory in the mirror because we have the mistake between our faces and the mirror. We can't see what we're capable of being. You can't ask forgiveness of others, but in the end, the real forgiveness is in one's own self. I think that young men and women are so caught by the way they see themselves. Now mind you, when a larger society sees them as unattractive, as threats, as too black or too white or too poor or too fat or too thin or too sexual or too asexual, that's rough. But you can overcome that. The real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself. If we don't have that, we may never grow. We never learn. And sure as hell, we should never teach. I think Maya Angelou painted this beautiful picture of how difficult it could be to fully accept ourselves because of the things that have happened to us. But she says also that the real difficulty is to overcome how you think about yourself. And today I hope that I get to help you with that. So self-acceptance, believing in ourselves, well, the pure simple formula is mindsetting. We have to truly know by heart this phrase, it is what it is. You can't control what you cannot control. Things that you can't control, you can do something about them. And it sounds so simple, but that's not easy, right? Because we have drives. There are a lot of things that drive us. And as humans, our self-esteem were formed way earlier than we can control. Simply experiencing touch and care as a kid did so much in our wiring of our brains. So while that is helpful, let's dive deeper into self-acceptance. You cannot control the things that you can't control. That And the things that you can't control, you can do something about. When we enter the journey of accepting who we are as we are, and when we make that decision and choice to leave our baggages behind, whatever those look like, the heavy weight on our shoulder, when we turn our insecurities, and self-doubts, limiting beliefs into, I believe in myself and that... Yes, there are things that I cannot control, but I'm gaining my power back because I'm controlling the things that I can. It actually looks like this. So these are just steps. There's probably a lot of them, but you can take 
whatever pick you can get from the list and I hope that this becomes very very helpful and powerful for you one you got to practice gratitude i have a confession for you i got really really lucky in my lifetime however adjective we can use here it is a life filled with so many blessings and grace and love and friendships and sometimes i do think and ask myself what i've done to deserve all these great things but i'm framing my mindset this year to keep my eyes wide open and my arms ready to receive but also to reach out and also ready to see the blessings as they come my way and the only requirement of me is to pay attention and pay gratitude first the things that are going on in my life the good the bad the ugly the whatever it is as it is i have to pay gratitude and attention to them and that includes you know failures mistakes but also it, it would allow me to cherish the moments that i have the moments of accomplishments and moments of even sorrow and i can use those to fuel me so i can do more but with that confession is a confession that i have lost that piece of me in 2019 or possibly much earlier running a business i admit that my head got bigger a little bit and sort of i felt that i was equally entitled to the success of of the company i gotta tell you one of the things that i learned is when you get to that place of quote unquote i deserved this it changes the perspective of how you receive your blessings how you perceive the challenges even and the conflicts that come your way it's almost very deceiving actually you get into the realm of that it's through your hard work and that you get so blinded that you it's it's so hard to appreciate the things that are going for you and i felt that i was like that in 2019 that it was through me and through my hard work and part of that was also wanting to receive acknowledgement and so there was a lot of striving and i was so tired when there's a lot of striving wanting to gain something that i cannot even control such as praise and recognition that it just felt so so tiring and i don't think it was a life that i wanted for myself it wasn't a thriving life really because i kept bugging myself down and pushing myself down even more when I get so blinded when there's no gratitude in my heart when it's it's so difficult to pay attention to the things that are good and this year part of my self-acceptance journey is accepting it as it is and being patient with the fact that it is not i'm not there yet and that's fine <laughs> i didn't want to become bitter anymore and i don't want to live my life bitter i don't want to lead a life that is bitter i want to lead a life that is with gratitude all the time with eyes wide open and i could tell you when i was young very very young 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 years old i remember just always finding things to be grateful for and it was such a much much lighter life and mind you it was not an easy life i had a lot of difficulties growing up and it was such it was such a terrible horrifying filled with hardship time growing up with my personal life with my family the things that are going on with my family but i remember waking up every day and closing my eyes every night with even though it's hard and i'm crying because it's so hard and my heart is so heavy when i open my 
eyes in the morning. I just pray to God and I just say thanks. Thank you. Thank you for the life that I have. Thank you for the air. Thank you for the wind. Thank you for my mom's life. Thank you for my dad's life. Thank you for everyone in my life. And those things are, they might not mean so much at that time, such as the reality of it is sort of opposite to what I'm thankful for, but it really made me so hopeful and it really made the way I perceive things as so much, so much lighter. And it just got, even when things are hard, it just became easier for me. And that's what gratitude does, is it gives us a sense of peace and it allows us to see, even through the worst situation in our lives, to see the good. And another thing that will help us to accept ourselves and to get out of that misery loop is to understand the why, but not dwelling in it. Part of self-acceptance is accepting what has brought us here, what brought us here, what what gave us the desires to even please people what gave us the desires to always make people happy or rely and depend our happiness on other people or what put us in this position of wanting to belong all the time and 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 so we would do a lot of things that would make us belong in a specific community that doesn't really feel right at the end because it's not who we are so Understanding the why, but don't dwell in it. Another thing, another step, number three is I want you to worry less. And that goes hand in hand with practicing gratitude. Worry less because, again, the premise is that you can't control the things that you cannot control. So don't even worry about those things and focus your attention on the things that you can control. So the next step to that is you have to recognize your situation. So once you understand the why and you're not going to dwell in it, I want you to recognize your situation. You're learning to worry less. You're learning to practice gratitude. When you recognize your situation, when you recognize the misery loop that you're in, you could actually ask yourself, what is this teaching me? And I think this is such a very, very crucial question to living a life that is so free and light and just fully accepting yourself so you can move on to taking care of yourself and loving yourself. I want you to dive deeper and have that when you, before you go to sleep, ask yourself, what is this teaching me? Why am I so struggling this? Why am I struggling to believe in myself? Why am I struggling with confidence? Why am I struggling with the pretension and I want you to ask yourself what is this teaching me at the moment because you cannot dwell on the why and you might not really find the answer to the why but you can ask yourself what is this teaching me your source of misery could also be that you're trying to prove people wrong or you're trying to correct their mentality the way they think about you or perhaps whatever it is that you want to prove them, that is keeping you in that enslaved mentality. You're being enslaved by what they want. And so you got to let that go. And that's the next step, actually, with that is letting go of the perfect ideal world, yourself, sense of self that you have painted for yourself. You got to let that go because 
with self-acceptance comes really accepting who you are. The practice that we can do is by looking ourselves in the mirror with no clothes on and just recognizing the things that we cannot change at the moment. Accepting that, learning to accept that. It might be hard and perhaps we will have to, we might have to challenge yourself. How do we learn to accept that. I've had a lot of that all throughout my life and one of the things that I have realized, and this is big actually, conquering all areas of our lives with with self-acceptance is, it comes by peace and peace and you gotta remember that this is a journey. This is not a race, this is your journey for your own personal growth in life to freedom. To me, when we learn to accept who we are as we are and we recognize the mindset, the triggers, the, our self of inner self, it doesn't necessarily call for action right away. The key phrase is, what is this teaching me? And you can remain there, just recognize it, let it linger and ask yourself again and again, what is this teaching me? Be patient. It's a process. It's not a race. It's a journey. It's your own personal journey to freedom. I don't know if you've ever experienced being set free. The thing that you've been carrying, the self-belief, the self-doubt, the the self-created fear, the desires to, to be validated all go out the window. It's almost like you're a completely new person. But the most beautiful thing about it really is the journey, the journey, the small steps that you take so that you get there. But it's it's not going to be perfect. There will be days where, where it'll be really hard and that you might get back to that loop because negativity will kick in. The All the, the thoughts that you've had all your lives will come in. But Just trust the process and I'll tell you, you will see the actual reward as you walk through this. So start by starting small. Maybe you have things that you don't like about yourself. So start looking at the mirror and just accept it for what it is and speak life into it and say that, you know, I think I remember I heard this story before. There's this woman who really, really hated her hips all her life. She's been so insecure about her hips and that she would hide and she would just curse it every time and I think one time there's this I think it was a guy who pointed out to her how beautiful and amazing her hips were and that completely set her free it brought her to tears because it's something that she never thought was pretty she thought she was ugly because of it and I know that we have all that. We sort of have something that we are almost worshipping because we put it at the top of our heads, in front of our faces. It's the first thing that we see in the mirror, our big hips. Whatever symbolizes a big hip for you, whatever it is that you're carrying all your life, that you think you're not good enough because of it, or you're not pretty enough, you're not hot enough, you're not handsome enough, you're not tall enough, you're not short enough, slim enough, all these things, the only thing that you need to overcome is the way you think about yourself. Let's talk about taking action. Form new habits. Now you can create a habit loop that actually triggers good and great things for you. 
I want you to move your body. Movement is very important. And I want you to practice practice mindsetting. The most crucial step into self-acceptance is being present in the moment and being present in the now. Form new habits, even smaller ones. When you look into the mirror, practice every day to speak life to yourself. Speak words of life and light even to the things that you don't like about yourself. Do something about it. Do something about the things that you think you can control. Practice, you will need to redefine the way you look at yourself or the way you believe in yourself, the way you believe in your situation, the way you perceive your situation, your reality, your past, all the other influences, you need to redefine those. Form new thoughts as well, new healthy thoughts that will help you love yourself more. Self-acceptance does not go against self-exploration. You practice self-exploration, you are allowed to Look at yourself in a fresh light. Look at yourself in a fresh light where you can explore new things. You can explore the things that are driving you, the things that are inspiring you at the moment, even the things that have gotten you mad, sad, lonely, and try to take control of those things, right? When you form new habits, you are now in control of the scene, the scenario, and the story that you're telling yourself. That was a lot. There's a lot to what I've said, and there's a lot that I didn't even touch on. It's a lot. But I want to leave you with powerful questions that you can ask yourself every time you are in misery loop or you're just in a place where you know you can believe in yourself even more or when you're beginning to doubt yourself again. So I want you to ask yourself, so we've used what is this teaching me? That's a very powerful tool when you're just still in your misery loop. But also I want you to keep asking yourself every day, what have you learned today? What are you grateful for today? What's going on inside me at the moment? So those are the three powerful questions that you can ask yourself, but also when you're in your misery loop, I want you to ask yourself these three questions as well. What have I done today that made somebody else happy? And what somebody else has done to make me happy? Because I really want you to concentrate on happiness as in not trying to please someone, but something that is genuine. Lastly, with everything that I've said about self-acceptance, I want to leave you with the phrase, everything is temporary, and that is true and real. When we know that everything is temporary, it allows us to dwell in the moment, or present moment, be so drawn to it that we give our best when we are present in the moment, we know everything is temporary, we are allowing ourselves to experience, experience what it is like to be in that present moment, leaving our worries behind and accepting ourselves for who we are because everything is temporary. It allows us to be in a place that is, I'm going to be confident today. I'm going to trust myself today because everything is so temporary. There's no need to worry. 
or to worry about like things that we can't even control. There's no need to worry about our fears of socializing. There's no need to worry about whether we look pretty enough. There's no need to worry about how are we going to deal. We're just going to give it our best because everything is so temporary and allows us to be in control of our present moment with the things that we can control. When everything is temporary, we know that we're not in control of somebody else's life. And so all their actions, everything that they do, even if it's something that probably could hurt us or betrayal or all of that stuff is outside of our control. We will never figure out how to control other people in a good way. Meaning that genuinely, you know, without manipulating them. And so we don't want to do that anyways because it doesn't contribute to a life that is thriving, a life that is very light and set free. And I just want you to add this to your mindset. Everything is temporary. When you live in that kind of mindset, you're going to be done wasting your time. Really think about what other people think about you. You're going to be done wasting days of worrying about a pimple or a zit or because how fat you think you are or slim you think you are or everything else that's like outside of your concern or control I mean and so yes when everything is temporary there's no need to worry about everything else it will allow you to live better and to pay attention to the things that are present in front of you. Remember that when we are trying to control our situation or other people, we are essentially being controlled by all of those things, outside forces, by our situation, by another person, because we're sort of giving it them power to. And so when everything is temporary, nothing remains the same forever. And we have to be unaffected by the things that we can't control and start accepting the things for as they are. There's no better feeling than gaining your power back when you've been victimizing yourself for so long and being stuck in this misery loop. You can't even enjoy the good things that come your way because you feel so absolutely defeated by life and your situation. And so nothing ever feels better and feeling so light and feeling so accepted first by yourself and so the next time you look at the mirror i hope that you see a creature that is so filled with potential a creature that is filled with so much light and love and gratitude a creature that is capable of thriving and living such prosperous flourishing life i want to leave you with one last thing before i go it's a story it's a personal story of mine of my own struggles with self-acceptance and i hope that you receive it as that we all go through with this and that no matter where we are in life whether we're so famous popular or rich we could be ultra popular and we could achieve pretty much anything we thought we wanted material things and tangible things but we could still feel very lonely or empty in the inside because we've strived so hard and we haven't fully conquered areas of our life that needs acceptance fully by ourselves so here's my personal story 
you know, I sort of lived in my life and I am being extremely vulnerable with you that I was always seeking for acceptance. I was always seeking to belong. I was always seeking to be a part of something, something big. I wanted to be in the inner circle and it was difficult because I never felt that I was the first choice almost and I really struggled with that and I tried so hard. I strived and I strived and I strived to to do the things so that I would be accepted on on the back end of things because I did a lot when growing up and you know I was in performing arts I was singing I was dancing I was acting but also I was in a math Olympiad I was a math Olympian I was I got discovered when I was six years old and I competed for mm, a lot for a long time and and then in high school, I was leading organizations left and right. I was president of my class my, my sophomore year, always been in the leadership team, emceed events. I was on the front lines leading constantly. But all of those things I was doing because I there was something I, I needed to fill in my life. There's something that is screaming really, really hard inside of me that says you're not good enough and hence you need to do all these things. You need to strive. You need to to win people and whatever that looks like, you need to do that. But I, I never felt that even though I was in multiple groups and I was always so active and I, w I found myself leading, I still never felt special. <clears throat> I, I never felt that I belonged fully. I, I felt that I still was always second choice and, and Mainly because of what I experienced growing up in my own home where I remember my first year, freshman year of high school, I, uh, the first, I think the first semester, the first quarter of the year, I, I got ranked eight of my class and I, I went to my dad and I told him, I was so happy and incredibly happy because I was eighth of my class and and that high school was really really tough to get to. It was a science high school where only 90 students every year get in and I was so proud of myself because I came from a public elementary school while my classmates came from private schools and so I just felt like I did really well. You know, and I came home and I told my dad, I was like, hey, I was eighth in class. And he told me, why are you only eighth? You should be the first. <laughs> and I remember crying and crying and crying and deeply hurt. And my mom 
was trying to console me and tell me how amazing I was and how much of a good job I did but I couldn't get that out of my head I couldn't even listen to what my mom was talking about because my dad literally told me why not why aren't you the first and that stuck in my head but honestly I'm really really grateful for my dad because he challenged me at the end of my first year freshman year of high school I was first of my class and I ended up being first because he challenged me but the motivation of why I how I did that was because of that challenge of not being good enough and I felt that I carried that all my life this sense of I'm not good enough and when I look into the mirror I think what I see is you can be better and as I've gotten older as I continue to pursue success and excellence I found that I was still striving I will I was striving and aiming to be accepted and to receive praise and I wanted to still be the first choice I wanted to always have something to be praised about and everything that I pursued almost in my life had that slight small intention of I want to be good enough I wanted to be part of something bigger outside of me but it wasn't coming from a real authentic place I was always on the go I was always trying to on to the next thing type of mindset and I was always running I couldn't remember a time in my life where I paused and I cherished the accomplishments that I have gotten it's mainly because I wanted to go into that that next thing and still I think it was in that realm of trying to prove trying to prove that I'm good enough and I hope that you understand what I'm painting a picture of because it's also the same even as I transitioned into the corporate world I wanted to be good enough and I, when I first got into the corporate world, the very first organization I was in, I have, I changed the status quo when my boss and the CEO was asking for five metrics a week. I raised the bar really high. I raised it to 10 meetings a week. And it wasn't, I, it's, it's, it's almost like this competitive spirit. <clears throat> It's almost like this competitive spirit combined with just this hunger to be good enough this like the striving part of trying to please and it was bad because I wasn't fully happy with how my work-life situation then was as well it was very toxic for me i worked really hard I, I went to work really really early i went to work i was the last person to leave i would leave at 9 p.m and at that time it would give me this like slight satisfaction of happiness but looking back even as i was looking for 
a next manager, I was sort of like creating this picture of who am I going to now use as an object so I could look up to that person and say, hey, am I good enough yet? Do I need to do more so I can get a pat in the back and I could get praised? And it's not good because it's not good for a lot of reasons. <laughs> One, I had failed to I had failed to love myself. I had failed to understand what my needs were. I had failed to supply those needs for myself. I had failed to cherish the moments, the moments of success and failures. I didn't have time to process all those things because I was on the run. And at the same time, it tainted how I viewed myself. The whole big picture is that Jessica was living her life for somebody else and to the point that she doesn't even know who for who. And she knows that she wanted to be successful. She knows that it's it's clear it, and she has the means to do it. But there's always this aspect of where do I get my praise from? What kind of reward do I receive when I succeed? And starting a business kind of shattered all of that. I, mainly because I realized that no one cares. No one really cares but me. And I should be in charge of my own life, my own sense of self and my own sense of being and that everything that I'm doing is I'm doing for myself first with the idea that this is going to impact the world around me for the better and there's no more trying or trying to be good enough because what I am is enough and I didn't really need anyone to tell me that, that I'm enough because until I realize I'm enough, I'm always gonna seek for validation, for acceptance until I realize that I am good that I'm doing this for me it's hard for people to see who I'm doing it for really and I am being very vulnerable with you today because I truly believe that we should be set free from this notion of not being good enough whatever the influences are whatever the whatever it is that led us here today we don't have to 
do it if it's not coming from a place of authenticity inside of us. And that's what I really want to talk about. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening to that very special episode that is very close to my heart on self-acceptance. I hope that it is transformative. I hope that we all get to live a thriving life. And so with that, I have a few announcements. One is I have started a Facebook group for all of you, my Elevated You family. I hope that you get to join it, especially if you're looking for a community that is genuine if you're looking for connections that is genuine that is founded by such deep desire to uplift other people and everyone and also if you hope to be set free and to live a life that is just so free i hope that you get to join that there is a lot in the facebook group it's called elevated you family facebook group so if you just look up elevated you family it will show up and it will ask you a couple of questions as to why you want to join and what you're looking forward to join and i'm really excited to building this community because i truly believe and feel passionate about starting something that is coming from an authentic place and that we get to encourage one another and help one another in times of struggles as well. Also, as a disclaimer, the purpose of this podcast is to educate and to inform. It is not a substitute for professional care by a doctor or other qualified medical professional. I also would like to give a special thanks to my engineer. His name is Michael Goley. He's been an amazing team member and to making my podcast come to reality. So thank you so, 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 so much. And to all of you, I hope that you get to join Elevated You family. I'm really, really excited by it to just form a community and hopefully we get to dialogue in person as well. So I'm so excited. If you have any questions, anything at all, please message me or DM me on my Instagram. It's Jessica Dreams, J-E-S-S-C-A Dreams. For now, I am going to sleep. I hope you have a great evening or have a good day wherever you are in the world. Thank you again so much. Mwah.